know, a few days ago, I, I was in that area, that country, that place a little bit south of Yosemite Valley. And there are a lot of trees in that area. I mean, not just trees, but trees crowding next to other trees. It's thick with trees. And all you can think of when you look up, you can think of, boy, this place needs a fire to come through here to clear all this out. You got to be careful when you have thoughts like that. Because in 03, when I got here to Yosemite, that was the thought that I had. But in early 04, and now early, I mean in the summer of 04, well, there was a fire that burned through there. And the fire went out. But sometimes it takes a while for a fire, once it gets a hold of the ground, gets a hold of all that can, that can burn, that fire can sit around in there in these roots of these trees and sit there smoking for a long time, longer than you'd think. A fire got a right to, to sit around and do nothing but just burn. But that's what it, it'll do. And we were in that country. It was me and it was Corporal Bingham. And we were riding through it. And then I remember as I saw that black scarring on the trees on either side of the trail and off to one side, I realized, oh, this was that area that burned. And it wasn't too long ago you could still smell the smoke in the air. And there were trees that were down, and there were trees that looked like they're thinking about going down. And it was quiet, and it was still, and you could smell that taint of smoke in the air and how it made your throat feel when you breathed it in and stung your eyes too. But I wasn't all that worried because you couldn't see any flame. You couldn't see any fire. Fire seemed to be out, seemed to have been out a long time ago or at least days or weeks ago. But I, I didn't know that there was a danger from fire even when the fire is all gone. Because as I said, as we were riding through, me in front and the corporal behind me, the only sound we could hear was the sound that the hooves of our horses made as we moved along the trail. We could also hear when we stopped, we could hear the creaking of a few branches in the canopy to one side and to the other. But other than that little bit of creaking here and there, it was quiet. And there wasn't even much of that, because as I said, there wasn't much wind. So it was just still, and we couldn't hear any birds singing, and we didn't see any sign of wildlife. It was just us, and we felt like we were the only people in the mountains on that day, in that place. And then the wind picked up all of a sudden, and you could hear it. You could hear it in the branches around us and above us. And if the wind had stayed quieter, probably what did happen wouldn't have happened. But that breeze, that's what you'd call it, that breeze got stronger, got full of itself, and got bigger still until it became more than just a breeze. And when it became an actual wind, that is when things got bad. And the first sign that something had gotten bad was this, all I can say, it sounded like an explosion. And it was right behind us, about 50 yards behind us. And we, we could feel it. It came up through my horse, 
through the body of my horse. I could actually feel it through the horse and right in my legs. And I could hear it when it when that big boom happened behind me. And so I turned my horse. I didn't have any choice. I had to turn around to see what was there. And what was there was a tree. A tree that had been standing just a few moments before we walked our horses right underneath it. But now it was lying down right across the trail. And so we turned around again. I looked at him and he looked at me. And he said, well, which way are we going, Sarge? I said, well, I, I want to get to that post. Uh, ain't, there ain't no tree hopefully in front of us along the way. So let's keep going. So we kept moving along. And that wind, you could hear it singing above us in the trees. And then all of a sudden, off to one side, off the trail, another, he, it sounded like an explosion. And it was another big red fur hit the ground. And we could feel it again. Feel even I thought a gust of wind come up from the impact of that tree. And again, all we heard was when the tree hit the ground. We didn't hear no tearing of wood. We didn't hear anything at all until there was that boom again. And I couldn't figure that out because usually you cut a tree down. You can hear it splintering and tearing on itself as it makes its way down. Like it's resisting what it knows is going to happen. Like it's arguing with its own fate. I don't want to fall. I don't want to land here. I want to stand up tall in the blue of the sky and drink in all that sunlight and turn it into something sweet. That's what you think a tree is saying to itself or you're hoping it's saying to itself when it knows it's going down. But when that tree fell and the tree before it, there was no tearing of wood, no splintering of wood, nothing, nothing but quiet. So that made both of us nervous. We looked around and we looked everywhere we looked. We saw these trees, some of them moving slightly in that little bit of breeze and some of them not moving at all. But that's the second time a tree had fallen not too far from us and it made no sound whatsoever. And our horses they didn't like what we were moving into, the country we were moving into, the mood we were moving into. Sometimes places can have a mood, and the mood of this place was that death was all around us. Death was the name of that country we were riding our horses into, and we had to get through that country called death just to get sleep that night, to, get a, to find a bed, a cot that night. We had to ride through the country of death itself. That's what it felt like. And so if you were to ask me, what's the country of death like? It'd say, well, it's nice and sunny. It's clear. There's a bit of a breeze. But every once in a while, there's a hammer coming down like a red fur to one side or right in front of you. Because that's what happened. We actually saw this one. It went down. We, the wind got stronger. And we looked up. Something caught, the movement caught my eye. And right in front of me was this tree. Had to be three feet in diameter one side to the other, and it come down, and it came right in the angle, right across the trail we were on, only 70 feet or so in front of us, and I could feel it again, and then it got quiet, but we heard no tearing, no splintering of wood, it just fell and made no sound, just a breeze that was picked up and pushed out by the branches as they made their way to the earth. 
Now, this is something. We got ourselves a mess. We got to keep going where we're going. But these trees are falling, and they're not making any sound at all. Now, this time, when we had to go around this tree, I saw the roots, and I saw that the roots were completely burned out. And that's why that tree and those other trees made no sound at all. The roots had been burned away by that fire. So when it fell, there was nothing really there to keep it up. All that was keeping it up was maybe the memory of being upright. But memories fade in the high country pretty quick. And the memory of being upright ain't got no strength at all against the reality of trying to go down with the wind, being blown down by that little bit of breeze. It wasn't an easy thing to keep that horse, my horse, under control because every once in a while it happened again and again. Another tree would come down. Again, the ground would shake. Again, a little bit of that breeze, or I imagine the breeze coming from that tree. But there are these trees coming down all around us every time the wind picked up. It got to the point I hated the wind. I hated the movement of air. I wanted it to be still. I wanted it to be quiet because I didn't want something to come down on my head and on my horse and take me out of this world. It seemed to take forever, forever to get where we were going. But eventually we did. We got there. We got to the post. And when we got there, it was an open space near the shade of some trees but they had not been touched by that fire. Because I noticed as we were riding through, some areas got burned pretty bad. Other areas still looked green. And so when the area around us was green, the trees were coming farther off. But when the area around us was still black, the trees were coming down too close, too close, too close. So we were there that night. And there we were lying in that cabin, trying to sleep, trying to get some rest. And every bit of patience in me was gone because I got awakened and the corporal got awakened by the sound of a tree coming down. Some tree hundreds of years old finally pushed down by a little bit of wind. But the fire that burned out the roots, the fire is what caused that falling. And that falling fell right into me too because I could almost feel it every single time that happened. Now that's something. You in a place where a fire burned through a forest and you can smell the smoke, but it's gone. You can taste it in the air, but it's gone. But the trees still remember what killed them, what killed them right at the roots. And finally, they got the news. Hey, you know what? You ain't got nothing to stand up tall anymore. The breeze come up, you going down and you going to crush whatever's in your path. Now, that's something about Yosemite. Sometimes Yosemite is just a, needs a little bit of nudging. And that little bit of nudging can take you out of this world into someplace entirely different. And all it takes is a breath of wind, a movement of the air. And you may not see the sunrise on the next day. And I wrote that down, too, in that little patrol report. Be careful in a fire. Be careful after a fire. Be careful when a breeze picks up on a clear, sunny day. There could be some falling after that fire.